This is Morning Motivation for Educators on the Bee Podcast Network. Learn about all the shows at beepodcastnetwork.com. You'll hear from a variety of formal and informal educators who help put this podcast together. If you'd like to contribute your voice to the show, please go to morningmotivationedu.com to apply. I am Karen Dudek-Brannan. I was a school SLP for 14 years where I specialized in language, literacy, and executive functioning, and also held various teaching, leadership, and research roles. Now, I am the host of the De Facto Leaders podcast on the Bee Podcast Network, where I help school therapists, teachers, and administrators be leaders on their school teams, no matter their job title. In a previous episode of Morning Motivation for Educators, I challenged the notion that we should always be child-focused in what we do in education and healthcare. Now, of course, we should be child-focused a lot of the time, but my concern is that we are often being so child-focused that we are neglecting the needs of the adults and we are asking questions and creating plans that are not feasible for people in education from an implementation standpoint. And that's not good for anyone involved. So today I wanted to talk about how we can be more adult-focused in education and start asking some adult-focused questions. So I'm going to propose a less conventional way to answer the question of what should I prioritize in my instruction and intervention? To give a little context, since starting my business back in 2015, I've had the opportunity to learn more about how tech teams work and what product management is. So to give a quick explanation. When tech teams build and maintain a software application, there's a team of people who keep it running and updated, users can submit support requests, and adjacent departments within a company can also submit requests depending on whether the application is customer-facing or whether it's a tool for internal employees. And as the team goes through the backlog of requests, it's both an art and a science. Some things have to be taken care of right away or an application will break. Other things become a priority because there's a downstream impact. For example, another team won't be able to do their work unless a certain project is completed. Other projects become a priority because they have an immediate impact on the experience of a user. So there's a combination of things that are considered, both the impact on the users and the impact on the team. The methodology teams use to work through their backlog of support requests has to be thoughtful. If you spend too much time debating, you prevent projects from happening in a reasonable length of time. But if you focus on too many things at once, resources get stretched thin and you compromise the integrity of the work. So this means someone needs to make the difficult decision of tabling certain projects that have a solid rationale behind them, but do it in the interest of seeing the bigger picture within a tech company or something that is functioning at the enterprise level people have a general understanding that prioritization is part of the methodology but this idea of prioritization is viewed with much more skepticism when it's done in education. People in education are often expected to make everything a priority all the time without consideration of how they might be able to manage the backlog of projects. They have to say no to people who need help in the interest of saying yes to others, and they also have to see the faces of the people their decisions are impacting. And then what happens is that 
when teachers, therapists, administrators have to say no, they're accused of focusing too much on test scores, being obsessed with funding, making it all about grades and standards, or not being inclusive and individualized enough for students. Most people working in the schools are well aware of these things, and they also decided to work in the schools because they want to help kids. So a lot of those concerns about test scores and standards are things that people in education are concerned about as well. And they do come from a place of good intentions because they're focused on the students. But how often do we ask what is the best scope and sequence for supporting the adults to make all of these things happen? Now, I know that people don't always like it when people suggest that a school should run like a business, but it's possible for us to borrow some of the things that businesses are doing right, as long as it's done ethically, of course. This idea of managing a backlog is something that can actually be useful if we apply it in the right way. So that is what I'm proposing for making a shift from being child-focused all the time to being adult-focused in the interest of actually helping kids more. And these are the questions that I ask myself when I am developing learning for adults in education because adult learners need scaffolding just as much as kids do. So here are the adult-focused questions that I would ask if I were to design training and support for the adults. So the first question I'd ask is, what skills, tools, resources, and information do they need in order to build their foundation? For teachers, this might be content area knowledge related to their specific area. It could be specific materials they need in order to implement the curriculum. If it is a therapist within a specific discipline, what discipline-specific clinical information, protocols, and strategies do they need to have a solid foundation for what they're doing? Number two, once we built that foundation, what do they need in order to enhance their discipline? So many times, maybe they have their foundation in place, they have a solid understanding of the curriculum, and we want to enhance it by thinking about universal design, metacognition, making learning more applied, and utilizing things like project-based learning. How do we enhance those core features of the curriculum or the clinical discipline? And then number three, expand service delivery and professional partnerships. So now that we have all the pieces in place, that professional has their foundation, they have tools in place to enhance that foundation, and now how do we help them work better as a team so that we can enhance it even more? So the questions again are around number one, helping them build a foundation, number two, enhancing that foundation with specific strategies they can implement in therapy or their classrooms, and then number three, helping them use different models and establishing professional partnerships. Those are the things that the adults need to work together effectively. If we meet those needs, then the kids will get what they need as well. Adult-centered questions can focus around those three steps so that we can make sure that everybody gets what they need. And when we think about all these debates about what is the highest priority, what project needs to be put in place, when you have multiple areas you'd like to build skills and systems, you can think of them like a backlog of projects you need to get through. And you can use this framework for determining what is the highest priority. As you work through them, of course, you want to consider research, 
figure out how to meet kids where they're at and be in tune with their needs. But sometimes research and developmental levels don't give us clear answers as far as how to give the adults the support that they need in a staged approach. Sometimes the best intervention plan that looks good on paper isn't the most feasible, which means it probably really wasn't the best after all. I'll wrap up by sharing something that my dissertation chair told me when I was a doctoral candidate and I wanted to finish my dissertation research. I had a big grand plan of a whole bunch of different things I wanted to do. And what she told me was the best dissertation is a finished dissertation. Sometimes you need to sacrifice the pie in the sky goal in the interest of getting the immediate item on your agenda finished so that you can move on and expand to bigger ambitious projects in the future. If we are all child focused all the time, we bite off more than we can chew. We actually end up stalling the process because we don't meet the adult's needs. If we can start being more adult focused in the questions that we are asking, the answers to the child focused questions will present themselves. To hear more about this topic, be sure to check out my episode on child-focused questions on morning motivation for educators, and also check out the DeFacto Leaders podcast at defactoleaders.com, where I discuss topics like this in depth. Specifically, I discuss how to be adult-focused by using a product management mindset in episode 142. Thanks for listening, and whatever role you have in education, we have a podcast for you at bepodcastnetwork.com. Who among your friends and colleagues needs to hear this message today? Please share it with them right now.